0: Welcome to the Good Mother, Bad Woman podcast, where we know how to be good mothers, but we might be bad women for different reasons. I'm your host, Stacia Caprice, a happy single mom of three girls, one who has special needs. My blended family includes three daughters by three different dads, one divorce under my belt girl, nine living grandparents, two girlfriends, and one bonus mama who's married to one of the dads and helping me raise my daughter. The Lord also blessed me with a part-time nanny, and all 20 of us get along just fine. To those of us who are mothers, I think we love our kids just fine, but even though our kids are a big part of our lives, they're still only part of it, and that part of us that existed before and after kids, that woman inside is demanding to be heard without being labeled depressed or postpartum or a bad woman just because she did not disappear with her mommy job title, okay? I'm not a doctor, coach, or psychologist. I'm just somebody navigating this life, girl, without the owner's manual, just like you, and today, we want to get into our feelings and perhaps convince you that being a single mama is a big job, but it's not a big deal. Listen, it's no secret that Nobel Prize award-winning author Toni Morrison is one of my favorite authors and is one of the most brilliantly wise minds that I've ever encountered, right? She's Obviously, the author of *Beloved*, *The Bluest Eye*, then my favorite, *The Source of Self-Regard*, and Tony was also a single mother. I learned that Tony actually um, left her husband Harold Morrison when she had a three-year-old son, and she was pregnant with their second son because ultimately she felt like she didn't conform to her. Um, husband's notion of what a wife should be so if you've ever heard you know tony morrison speak she's this very calming melodic voice and uh when someone asked her about being a wife she said you know i don't think i did any of that very well <laughs> I was like, thank you, Mama, for being honest. Because listen, if there was an island for single mothers, there would only be one island, right? It would be our uh individual boat rides that made our situation unique. But once you get to that island, girl, the rules of engagement are the same or at least very familiar, right? And listen, my version of feminism doesn't promote divorce, nor does it promote unreasonable independence as a strategy for avoiding love or partnership. But with life being what it is, I think her comment. Uh, is a loaded statement that a lot of us can relate to because, you know, whether you had to learn your father's version of what a wife should be by watching your parents or listening to him talk to you or listening to the church, right? Define a virtuous wife, Uh, the Proverbs 31 woman, if you know that verse, or even if you had to identify with some often mismatched expectations um, from your own marriage, right? All of us have been presented with this framework of what it means to be a wife. And sometimes that framework doesn't seem to consider how we work at all, right? (laughs) But the same thing can be said about husbands, right? We have this notion of what men in marriage should look like while he stands there looking at us like he didn't get the memo. But that being said, did you know that in the United States alone, there are 10 million households that are run by single parents? Eight million of those households are run by women. So that statistic says two things to me, okay? Number one It says, whatever mistake you think you made, girl, in your life by having a baby or raising a baby without a man, please rest assured knowing that 8 million other women have made that same mistake. (laughs) Okay, so relax, mama. You are not the only one, baby girl. Forgive yourself. This is not your greatest tragedy, okay? You are part of a group that is 8 million strong. (laughs) The second thing that this stat says to me um, is that, you know, in our culture, um, they teach us that women are the only ones responsible for virtue and self-control and that boys will be boys and, and, oh, he would treat you different if you carried yourself differently. Like, you know, we can't tell a man anything else about being a man ever until it comes to his primal animalistic sexual urges, which we have trained him to focus on since he was a child, by the way, saying, you know, this is what makes you a man. But it is in that moment that I'm supposed to suddenly dominate him in order to avoid all unwanted pregnancies everywhere, right? So 8 million single mama households later says to me that when it comes to being the gatekeepers of virtue, that women are not doing a good job. (laughs) Okay, we're not doing a good job. I mean, at some point, men are gonna have to participate if society is gonna change, right? Men will have to come to a place where he values his own purpose and body, his own future seed enough not to just plant it anywhere and then again, everywhere, okay? (laughs) We're not here to beat up on men because we definitely need the healthy versions of them. But these are the things I want you to think about, mama, when you're tired and exhausted with your daily grind and your own mind starts blaming you you saying that you are the only reason you are struggling to make life happen or make ends meet. Okay. It can't be your fault only because you did not make a baby by yourself. So being a single mom is a big job. Then why are so many of us doing it alone? Okay. Well, like Toni Morrison, some of us are single moms, not because he left, but because we did. Amen. Another reason um, women have always been blamed And carried the greater burden for choosing the wrong man while he gets little to no pressure for being the wrong man, often intentionally, right? Um, When it comes to love, you know, we teach our daughters right away that boys (laughs) who are 11, 12, 13 are horny little liars who will ruin your reputation. And when they do, it will be your fault because we're warning you right now. So you better listen. But we simultaneously teach boys that hypersexuality is the only urge and appetite that matters. We teach them to isolate this particular aspect of their lives and that dominating and manipulating women on purpose is evidence of their masculinity. We are literally attacking and attaching this to their very being or reason for being here. Okay. So everybody is suffering, right? Culturally patriarchal poisoning does men and women a disservice at a very young age by, taking women away from that kind of natural path of being chased and pursued by a man to being hunted by him instead, right? Then we go on playing this impossible game of give in or resist uh, well into our adult years. And listen, if you still think it's a woman's fault or that She bears a greater responsibility to wield her virtue or chastity to tame a man. Consider this. When it comes to perfect traditional families, there was a time not too long ago when a woman's place was in the home, when she could not work or vote or get a credit card or do anything without her husband. All she could do was cater to him and have his babies. And according to our elders, that scenario did not make men act right or be better fathers. OK, they still turn out to be alcoholic. I'm talking about black men, white men, Latino, Polish, Irish. They still turned out to be physically abusive. They still had time to make families on the other side of town. Why? Because something else is wrong. I, th- I think the whole feminist movement was born initially from the rage that came from surviving men. That's not what the movement is today. And again, just so you know, my position On women-centric issues is not one that excludes the love and presence of men, but really focuses on the reconciliation between us, right? Like, how can we address some of these tensions in a way that brings about real change to individuals and then bring that towards families? The Bible even says be transformed by the renewing of your mind to renew literally means to restore or give new appearance to something that already exists. Therefore, you cannot renew something from scratch. Right. There are no do overs in life. And God is telling us that he can handle our life as is and do a new thing with the mess that we clearly have made. Amen. (laughs) So men and women have to be strong enough as individuals to take the lives that we already have, the choices that we have already made, the way we were already raised and face our inner trauma, face our patriarchal conditioning or poisoning to decide who we want to be next. Okay. so being a single mama is a big job, but is it a big deal? Okay. the U.S. census says uh, 10 million households are run by single parents. And from that, 24 million children in the U.S. alone are being raised by one parent for whatever reason. David G. Allen from CNN, he posted an article this year called uh, Now Let's Praise the Single Mothers. And he referenced um, similar data from the Pew Research Center of Analysis saying that The single mother trend started in the the late 1960s and the number of kids being raised by mostly single moms has more than doubled between 1968 and 2017. Okay, I had my first two kids in 2010 and 2016 and then right again in 2018. So, boom, right in the middle of the trend. Okay, And speaking of trend, um, you know, my parents were married when I was growing up, but my mom did most of the raising. Daddy was just there to hand out punishments or money, right? (laughs) We would be in latchkey or sports waiting for my mom to get off of work sometimes 10 to 20 minutes late while my dad was sitting at home, right? Or, Or at least he was home by the time we got there, he was chilling. As a child and a teenager, I always felt like my mom was a married single mom who struggled with me and my sister in ways that I can identify with now being a real single mom, right? And as a younger woman, I just didn't understand the purpose of having a man in the house, right? From my younger perspective, all he brought to the table was tension. Growing up in the eighties and nineties, I spent my teenage years in the suburbs, but we went to, you know, our black church in the city. Uh, Shout out to Trinity Missionary Baptist. And 98% of my friends, whether they were black or white, um, had married parents back then. So I had plenty of opportunity to see what good happy dads look like, right? Some of my friends had dads who were like mine or way worse. And uh, I'm not saying at all that uh, my dad was the worst dad by any means. But what I am saying is that my first exposure to men in marriage was disagreeable enough to where I decided that I would never come under the control of a man again. I would play with them and have fun with men, but then I would go home to my house and he would go home to his. This may seem like a tangent, but in trying to understand the psychology or the mindset of the people within the data All of these little roots contribute towards the breakdown of families, right? It's not just the sex or the lack of chastity. If there's a part of me that learns something about a man and applies that to all men still, then now I have to say that I learned something incorrectly, right? Uh, When they say you have to do your inner work and unlearn some things, that is it for me. And I'm working on it. But the article goes on to say that the initial research back in the day only showed how children In single-parent households were more likely to live in poverty and under more stress because poverty causes stress. But a later study in 2017 kind of studied the long-term effects of single parenthood on kids and found that it had nearly no impact on their general life satisfaction. Quoting the article, it says, "...the authors also found no evidence supporting the widely held notion from popular science that boys are more affected than girls by the absence of their fathers." Girl, listen, that's a whole nother podcast, okay? But they said what mattered most in terms of thriving uh, was the quality and strength of the relationship between uh, the the child and the parent, or the child and the mom, or the dad, their single dad. It even said for many, a single mom can create a much safer, more stable environment than living with an abusive parent or spouse, of course, because children who grow up under the unhappy marriages of their parents also um, has an effect on children. Now, listen, no one is advocating for this way of life like, hey, this is easy and fun. Come and join us. But what we are saying is that life happens. So let's paint a picture other than total despair. OK, mamas. So the trend of single motherhood um, or the epidemic, however you look at it, has preceded you for many years for various you know, economic, social or psychological reasons. And going back to ton- um, a Toni Morrison interview with her and uh, Donald Suggs in the 80s, Donald was asking Tony about the effect of single-parent families in the Black community. He was asking her to kind of further explain a response she had previously given where she said that Black women could use the absence of a man as a resource for independence. And Queen Tony responded by saying, yeah, I believe that suggesting a one-parent family is crippled in some way is somebody else's notion. She said, I do know that no one parent can raise a child completely, but it is also true that two parents can't do so either. You need everybody. You need a community to raise a child. And one parent can get that community. She said, you have to work at it. You have to decide. Listen, girl, as a single mom, we have the tendency to fantasize that life would be so much easier if we had a spouse or a partner without also considering how it might be harder. Right. There are pros and cons to every single situation. And the African proverb that says it takes a village to raise a child applies to married women as well. It applies to single fathers also. Okay. so we appreciate Toni Morrison and the countless single uh, single successful mothers for reassuring us that. We all have this instinct to survive come what may. Bishop T.D. Jakes once said, you know, your future is never attached to someone who leaves you, amen? The opportunity for you to keep moving is always there and it's always yours. Community nowadays does not only mean your actual neighbors like it did back in the day. It may not even mean your family members, but it's still up to the single mama or the married mom to collect a group of people around us so that they can serve different functions um, and resources and offer resources for our child. Right. I, I really love how Tony called this village a life support system that you can build. To make it so that you don't have to have this consistent one on one relationship that is too tense for the child and too tense for the parents. Ooh, I love that. Let your kids have their friends, okay? Go get you some friends too, mama. Stop saying your child is your best friend because they are your only option. They're your only option because you won't put in the work Says I know the feeling. Okay, I hate meeting new people sometimes, but God bless everybody. In other words, tell that little baby to go ahead and spend some time with grandma, with auntie. Go spend time with my best friend who has adopted you spiritually and emotionally. Go get you some wisdom, attention and love from them while I replenish and rest. Amen. Because they definitely don't hand out any trophies for working yourself to death. You get a funeral and a chicken dinner in your honor. And that is it. Find you some money for a babysitter, girl. Take the time to interview and get to know somebody else who you can trust with your child and to be in your home or let them be in their home, okay? No, a trusted babysitter is not something you find overnight, so make sure you get started today, okay? Right, because we as moms or single moms feel bad when we get short-tempered with our kids because we're overstimulated, exhausted, running on fumes, and rage is all we have left, right? It's not personal, little one. It's just all mommy has to offer, okay? And when we fall into this kind of unreplenished, mental state it's easier for us to send out invitations for the mental pity party that says you know well our lives would be so much easier if we had a husband if we had worked harder to keep that relationship i'm gonna call him up right now (laughs) don't do that sis (laughs) we would have had such a better life you know if we had been more virtuous and everything is our fault because we are single mothers instead of saying that you know some things in life just happen regardless whether you a single mother or not like yes all of us are responsible for our actions and sexual behavior but at the end of the day bills still have to be paid by all adults sickness can surprise anybody people are losing and starting jobs every day three-year-olds act like three-year-olds whether daddy is present or not boys will be boys whether daddy is home or not and teenagers will be a handful even if you run a tight ship amen Every single mother was made that way by a man, and many of us were turned into single mothers by men who we loved, men who we were in relationships with, men who we were married to. Contrary to the notion that we're just out here making babies in the back seats of cars with strangers, right? Women are only fertile 48 hours a month, right? Men are fertile every minute of every day, and the recklessness with which men are able to deposit their babies should carry just as much stigma and concern as the women who endure who endure nine months of pregnancy alone or raise children alone, uh, you know, and do everything by themselves to make sure children don't miss out on life just because they're missing an active father. Speaking of social stigma, my last point, um, if you think about or have experienced, you know, the high level stigma that we receive from other people who we don't know, who don't live our lives, who don't uh, you know, who show up on social media or any other forum where unwanted opinions flourish, um, they, you always find these people kind of projecting their anger and damnation onto others in general. But as you know, mama, everything people do or say is about them and who they are on the inside. It's not about you. And here's an example, okay? Take a married man and woman. They both have jobs, but they still struggle to pay bills and afford groceries to feed their kids. Let's say the same woman who is just completely exasperated by her own financial struggles. Let's say she resents the fact that she and her husband don't qualify for food stamps. And she's so jealous of the single mom who she sees using food stamps at the grocery store to feed her kids, right? This woman is so jealous of that specific fact, but instead of acknowledging that, she verbally attacks all single mothers for their overall life choices, worried about how she uses her vagina and blaming her for everything wrong with society and traditional morals, okay? Why the truth is, lady, you need help your damn self while supposedly having done everything right, okay? That is how stigma is born. When people say stuff like, well, me and my husband work hard for everything we have and nobody gives us a handout, doesn't mean you wouldn't take a handout if it was offered, right? The whole country was taking handouts in 2020, whether it was needed or not, it was offered. And listen, the fact that two working adults can't afford the basic necessities to feed and provide for their family is a much more interesting and urgent conversation about the financial pressures on middle American families than attacking a single mother who lives at her house with her kids just like you live at your house with your kids. Because if we wanted to be petty in return, it could be argued that part of the reason so many single mother households exist is because your son is out here making baby after baby while living on you and your husband's couch, okay? Not y'all, not not the listeners, not y'all, somebody else. <laughs> but look, welfare, Section A, Social Security, food stamps, all of those agencies force mothers to live in a deep state of poverty in exchange for insufficient financial help. I know in our state, a family of four, a mom and three kids cannot earn more than $2,000 a month in order to receive $800 a month of anything. listen. <laughs> girl listen rent nowadays is 1500 for one bedroom and a closet that doesn't include car note and insurance and gas and all the foolishness so none of these programs serve as motivation for people to have babies alone right talking about they just want to do it so they can get a money girl what money what money are people getting okay don't even entertain those ideas with your limited energy mama just keep on moving okay So being a single mama is certainly a big job, but it's not a big deal, mama, which means it's not the end of the world. Many choices still exist. Many opportunities abound. You are not the first one to do it. And honey, you will not be the last. Okay? marriage is not the answer to all of your problems, even though a healthy marriage can be a blessing. You don't have to give your entire life to your kids or your job, really. And listen, don't put yourself and your desires or your creativity on the back burner for 18 years, okay? You don't have to do that. Be an example for your kids now to see what balance looks like, to see what resilience looks like, to see what boundaries look like, okay? Mommy's not always happy and in the mood to make you feel good all the time. <laughs> all of us are responsible for our sexual choices, but accepting responsibility includes the fact that That you had the child and are raising the child spiritually and emotionally. Okay? The fact that you are raising your child says that you are taking both accountability and responsibility. And taking responsibility does not mean living in a constant state of repentance, succumbing to starvation and ultimate destruction. Go ahead and live your life, girl. Listen, I'm not above you in the healing process, but I do process my shit. Girl, listen, the first uh, therapist I had this year, this year, actually, she charged me $50 a session. I remember complaining about it to one of my male friends and he was like, "Uh, you will spend $50 at the bar, no problem. So go ahead and invest in your mental health. (laughs) You're right. That's true. Even though I'm like six weeks sober, but that was definitely the case back then. So if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. We do plan to have some guests on with us in the future. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Good Mother Bad Woman. And I look forward to getting into our feelings next week.